the thought of jumping with your horse fill you with a little bit of, ooh, I don't know, excitement, but mixed with a little bit of fear? A lot of riders, they want to jump, and yet the thoughts of, well, the up and over tends to keep them away from it. That's what we're going to chat about today. Hi there, my name is Lorna Leeson, and this is the Daily Strides Podcast, the podcast for equestrians all over the world to help you move forward in your riding in a way that well you know what you're doing and your horse also knows what you are doing as well and he knows what you're expecting from him and how he can try and make that happen for you we're all about better conversations in and out of the saddle here at strides for success and of course that better conversation comes down to effective communication both being able to come from your side with your aids and then also for your horse to be able to receive that and also communicate back to you each and every week we take a different topic to do with horse riding we break it down for you and for your horse and i want to invite you to something really special happening this coming weekend so we had a bit of a test run last week it was with a smaller kind of portion of our community we had a live workshop it went brilliantly so if you're interested in maybe overcoming a couple of mindset shifts and also getting back riding more regularly um, you can pop on over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash webinar and you can sign up there it's absolutely free it is live um, and it's definitely something that we will work through together. But let us come back to today. And of course, today is all about jumping and more specifically getting started with jumping. So there's so many riders and I'll speak with them and they obviously know that jumping can be very beneficial for both themselves and their horses from the point of view of keeping things fresh, keeping things interesting and working both the brain and the body in a slightly different way. Okay, but there is... There almost seems to be this barrier to entry, a high barrier to entry uh, when it comes to jumping and many riders feel that they cannot make it happen and you can. Jumping is really and truly just like a very big canter stride. Now, so with the prerequisite being hopefully you have successfully managed to kind of I would say master, we don't have to master, but you know, have a fair idea of the canter and the whole, how it works, what's happening, what you should be doing, what your horse should be doing. And then from there, jumping is basically just putting a pole underneath or um, between that canter stride. Okay. Now I know that sounds like a very simplified kind of a, a, a description, but we're trying to take the whole, the anxiety down a couple of notches here. Okay. So this is why we're talking about a big canter, but jumping, um, what a lot of riders forget is that jumping really and truly is built on the basics of good flat work and things like relaxation and rhythm are actually really important when it comes to jumping as well okay so where many riders go wrong is they tend to confuse speed with impulsion and they tend to kind of hair down to a fence at 100 miles an hour. It looks like they're on the final furlong of entry and they're flying down to it. And it's it's just, it's scary for everybody. It's, it's I can only imagine how they're feeling. I can only imagine what the horse is feeling. But from the kind of spectator watching it as well, you're thinking, holy moly, um, just slow down a little, steady up a little, okay? That is not how it should be done. Jumping is all about relaxation and rhythm. And this is why you do have to try and eliminate any anxiety 
variety as it shows up. And what I would suggest doing if you're starting out over jumping is doing exactly what I said there at the very beginning. Start cantering over a single pole, okay? From here, I would then start working on balance. Now, balance is essential for you and your horse. And where many riders tend to fall short in the balance department when it comes to jumping is that they depend on the horse to balance them, okay? Don't. Imagine on the flat, if you had to keep on holding onto your horse's neck just to kind of stay on board and remain balanced, <laughs> it wouldn't, wouldn't be the most successful ride you'd ever do, would it? No. And jumping is the exact same. You want to be able to balance yourself. Now, in the show notes for this episode, I'm going to link to um, some previous episodes that I've done on jumping, which goes into more detail about your actual position. But low, the, the kind of the long and the short of it is that you need to really and truly, first of all, put the weight down into your heels. Secondly, keep your leg underneath you. Thirdly, you're going to use your bum to basically balance out the upper half of your body, okay? And you've got this lovely, it's almost like a weighing scale effect that's going on. And then the the last one is, of course, that your horse is being given enough freedom through his head and neck in order to actually stretch out and make it over the canter pole or whatever it is that you're doing. Now, this does not mean that you throw everything at him and say, best of luck, buddy. Remember, Think about balance here. Your horse also needs to remain in balance. It's no good you're balanced, but your horse is not balanced. So your horse remaining in balance means that you have to, of course, help him with that. And then in doing so, you're helping each other remain balanced as you are maybe cantering over that pole on the ground, okay? So just kind of going on from this helping your horse rather than hindering your horse, okay? So many riders, when they start jumping, they think only of themselves. <laughs> you know, they're like, oh my goodness, I have to go over this jump now. And they kind of launch themselves at the horse's, to kind of towards the horse's head, that general direction. They kind of, you see them, they're, they're wow. <laughs> <laughs> you think of what are you doing up there get back into the saddle so don't do that okay so think about helping rather than hindering now if you have ever jumped anything in your life on your two legs with a backpack on your back okay you're going to understand what I mean here so if you've got a backpack on your back and let's say there's a couple of things in the backpack and it's moving around it's very loose it's not very kind of tight fitting or I don't even say tight fitting more secure it's not very secure pretty loose, kind of moving all over the place. It really becomes difficult to remain balanced over a jump, okay, if you were to do any sort of jumping. However, if you have a backpack, now let's think of more of, let's say, a more, can we say, professional backpack, one that maybe hikers would use, where it is stabilized at the front as well as the back. It, it fits correctly. It is almost... I don't know, it's it's almost shaped to suit the body of the person wearing it. Um, everything is snugly packed inside. It's not moving around. It is balanced and secure. And how easy then it becomes to jump something with that on your back, okay? That is what you have to become for the horse. You have to become the balanced and the secure backpack, not the loose floppy thing that's going all over the place, okay? Now, that being said as well, just talking about helping the horse rather than hindering the horse. A lot of riders seem to forget that the horse has to actually lift his front legs to get over the fence. I know it sounds fairly basic, doesn't it? But they forget that. And in launching themselves towards the kind of general direction of the horse's head, well, they make that very difficult because, first of all, they are no longer 
basically, can we say, balancing themselves because they're no longer on top of their legs. Their legs have been left behind somewhere in the saddle usually and uh, their body, the rest of the body has kind of shot forward up the horse's neck. So you're no longer balancing yourself if you find yourself in this position, okay? And the other thing is because you're no longer balancing yourself, you're probably leaning on your horse's neck, meaning that added to the weight that he has to, basically from his own body, that he has to now lift to get a little bit of kind of up and over going on there as he jumps, you are now throwing an extra however many stones or kilos you are on top of him as well, okay? So you need to sit back. You need to remain balanced. I remember a lot of riders, they they think that huge fences, um, they, they, they kind of, I suppose, model themselves on maybe show jumpers and eventers that are going over massive fences. Um, you don't really have to do a whole lot at all going over a small pole. The, the bigger the, the bigger factor here is that you're remaining balanced, okay? So I want you to think about that when we're talking about helping or hindering the horse, okay? Which brings me to kind of the last thing that I want to tackle today, and that is I would strongly suggest perfecting things over the little bits and the little jumps and even the pole on the ground before you start building up. Because if you can get it right over the small one, you are going to inevitably get it right over the bigger one, okay? The other thing about working on maybe a pole on the ground or a smaller cross pole initially would be that you get to build your confidence. And in building your confidence, you build the relaxation into it. And in building the relaxation, you will find the rhythm becomes more natural as well. And it all helps. It's all this whole kind of a a holistic approach. And it ends up that the approach looks good. The getaway looks good. You and your horse are looking good as you are approaching the fence, as you're going over the fence, everything is looking nice, everything is looking balanced, everything is looking rhythmic. And then from there, you are perfectly poised to either go onto your next fence or to do whatever it is that you want to do. So why would you want to jump to begin with? So a lot of riders, as I said at the beginning, they feel that, you know, that's not really for me, but they understand that it can have benefits. Well, I want you to think of it this way. If you are doing something different like this, first of all, you're engaging a whole different set of muscles within your horse and within yourself. And secondly, you are, can we say, prepared if you are out on the trail or out on a hack or out in an outright and you meet something that maybe you can pop over. I think the other part of jumping is I find that it gives you a greater sense then of this balance and this communication and the can we say the smaller the nuances to do with the balance and the communication particularly as you're approaching it's like this real feeling of teamwork between the horse and the rider that they have to work together to get over this obstacle that's in the way now I'm going to once again just reiterate on this. I would suggest if you've never jumped before, start over a pole. And as I mentioned, um, definitely within the blog post or the and the show notes of this episode, I'm going to link to a couple of other episodes that will help you with this. You can find that over at stridesforsuccess.com forward slash episode 1038. And you'll find all the details over there. But yeah, um, I definitely think that taking it slow and steady, taking it over the smaller fences and then building up to something bigger is the way forward and it's the way that you and your horse can successfully work out jumping and get it working for both of you as well okay finally i would love if you wanted to join us over at daily strides premium this month we are all about starting fences and getting started with jumping with your horse and if you're interested in joining us you can pop on 
on over to stridesforsuccess.com forward slash join. Okay, I hope you have an awesome week. Keep well and I'll chat to you soon. Be good. Bye.